sometimes you have to de-skunk your dog and you want to be ready for that eventuality. Hello, my name is Phil Regler, and I'll be telling you a story from Uncle Getty, but for the moment, let's consider this an Easter egg, a bonus. With this episode, you want to take a bath in an adult beverage and then use tomato sauce. To make it more worthwhile for Fido, you add sausage to the tomato sauce, and I guarantee you, everybody will be happy. Hello, and welcome to Crazy Tales from Uncle Getty and the Bear Mountain Gang. My name is Phil Regler. I'm your host as we tell stories from the hunt, and real life is related in A Bear Hunter's Guide to the Universe. In this podcast, we will reveal hitherto unknown secrets about ghosts, family planning, how to afford a gun a month, how to break in a new hunting car, getting in touch with inner feelings, and getting in touch with extraterrestrials. Also, we will delve into age-old secrets, like what does a couple bear do in the woods, and how to communicate with a hunting dog. This particular story is called As the Skunk Wobbles. It's about one man's plan to move a colony of skunks from his property to another part of the forest and the kinds of things that can go wrong if you don't look at a map when you begin to plan the skunk removal. How to Trap a Skunk by Uncle Getty An Opportunity to Help a Neighbor should never go unpunished. A while back, our sheriff pulled me over in my ranchero just to talk. Back in school, we called him Sneezy because of his hay fever. That term of endearment fell out of favor when he started wearing a badge. Sneezy let me go with a warning. Uncle Getty, he said, don't ever become sheriff. Our biggest problem is money, he said. Your ranchero could outrun this Chevy truck. We just replaced a cruiser, but that shot our budget. If you would give me a chance to give you a ticket, I would. I eased into traffic, accelerated up to 44 miles per, and when I saw Charlie's fish and chips looming in the headlights, I flicked the turn signal and eased into a parking spot. No ticket for me. Charlie showed me to our customary table near the kitchen. I was early, so I ordered coleslaw and a pitcher of the dark and foamy. Charlie said he had someone for me to meet. He was younger than me, I judged, maybe Sneezy's age, six feet tall with perfect California teeth and a good head of bottle blonde hair. I recollected I'd seen him at the hardware store with a have a heart trap a while back. He stuck out his hand. Herbert Burns, he said. He's new in town, Charlie said, which is code for he's from California. You can call me Herb. Herb Burns. Herb Burns. Indeed it does. You must be Uncle Getty, Burns said. I hear you can help. In my experience, folks that say they need my help are often mistaken. You're the guy with the skunks, I said. How's that going? Burns sat down. I never knew a place could have so many skunks, he said. 
When I moved here last year, we got a rescue cat at the shelter and let it out every day. We keep a kibble dish outside. One day I look out and there's a skunk eating the cat's food. I had overheard his conversation at the hardware store, so I knew that much. I guessed in the past year he had become adept at moving skunks. That was experience I had no need of. I don't have a skunk problem anymore, he said. I have a system for the skunks. What I've got now is a bear problem. I like to think of problems as opportunities. He began to tell me about the bear, but I stopped him. Tell me about your skunk system. After Mr. Burns moved into his new house, he got the cat, and a week later the first skunk showed up. When after a few days Mrs. Burns refused to go outside, H.B. went to the hardware store and bought the trap. Now, a have a heart trap, if you're not familiar with it, is made of wire. For a skunk, the large one door is the one you need. The bait is inserted. Tuna fish is a good choice. The trigger is set and the trap placed in a path of travel. For skunks, it helps to keep the trap in a dark place. H.B. caught the first skunk fast, he said, since he wanted to live in harmony with forest critters. He walked up to the skunk with a tarp in front of him, enclosed the cage in the tarp, and loaded the bundle in his pickup. I took him out my road, which is about two miles to the pavement, he said. Then I took a right on the highway and drove down a couple of miles and found a road to the right. I followed that one to the end and took another right turn and went down about four miles and let him go. Burns said he got to feeling bad about taking the skunk so far from its family. The next time he caught one, he dropped it off with a pile of cat kibble. I take them all to the same place, he said. Being pretty good with math, I figured he moves each skunk nine miles. I keep catching them, but I've never gotten sprayed, and I always leave them a little kibble. Burns said his skunk train has moved 46 polecats so far. Then he told me about the bear problem. A bear was hitting his bird feeder almost every evening. With the new threat in the backyard, Mrs. Burns was talking about moving back to Laguna Beach, which is code for, Babe, I'm going to leave you. They don't make a have a heart big enough, H.B. said. For Mrs. Burns, for the bear, my mind raced. A have a heart trap big enough for a bear. How big did you say it was? I asked him. And then he showed me a picture on his phone. All black, licking seeds out of the bird feeder, long legs, big ears, a hundred pounds, I guessed it took his phone number, and Mr. Burns went back to his table. When T-Roy showed up at Charlie's, and we had some fish and chips on the table and a little bit of root beer drank, I mentioned the opportunity, and he also wanted to know more about the skunk relocation effort. T-Roy dipped a chunk of cod in a chipotle tartar sauce. 
That sounds like he's dropping the skunks off at the end of the Wallow Road, T-Roy said. That's only a quarter mile from his house, I said. Hey. Nine miles one way and all those skunks ended up just 500 yards from the guy's porch. The skunks had a pretty good system and now a bear wanted a free ride. Your bear problem sounds like a job for the sheriff, I told Mr. Burns the next day. And then I gave Sneezy a call. I'm allergic to bears, he said. Borrow a trap from the state police, I told him. You and a deputy can lift this bear into the back of a truck. I've got a great spot to move it to. I'm guessing the sheriff's office will get a big donation for your next campaign. When I told him where to drop the bear off, Sneezy looked at a map. That's a quarter mile from his house. As the skunk wobbles. How many donations do you need before the department buys the sheriff a new truck? I called Mr. Burns back and had a talk with him about how all black bears look alike. And we had a big hatch of bears a couple years back. I said the sheriff could help. And he could help the sheriff with a cash donation. I figure it'll go on into November at least. Sneezy says I should run for mayor. Hey guys, if you like what we're doing here on Ballistic Chronicles, you can support the show and get in-depth hunting content you won't get anywhere else. Just go to GaryLewisOutdoors.Supercast.Tech or click through in the show notes. That's GaryLewisOutdoors.Supercast.Tech We'll see you on the other side.